some kind of disturbance. I'm gonna go check it out. We request that everybody stays calm at the current moment. Who are you people? I want a coffee! You, you, you are now to 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 Where love and life come together. Come together. From the Spacebird Media Studios, it's Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. Hey, we're Roxanne and Ace. The countdown is on as Christmas is fastly approaching. We're so excited to be back with you on a Friday and knowing that My Brother's Cup, Birmingham Mortgage Group, helping to make that happen. Welcoming in Princess Christmas. Roxanne, (laughs) you're very festive today. (laughs) It's a little, not that I look anything like Marilyn Monroe, but I kind of feel like I'm channeling her with this number. I, I would go Marilyn. That's full on Marilyn. Yeah. Be careful of your skirt. Look at me. Yeah, a couple of people looked at me and were like, um, okay, lady, because I was out shopping today. I don't know about you, but wow, Christmas is coming. Wait, and I'm sorry, when you're I'm, out in public, you draw attention? I would not have guessed that. This is kind of <laughs> in your face, but hey, you know, I, it's it's okay. I just smile and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's a Merry big Christmas. wig and I'm having fun. And then they go, <laughs> you know, it's all, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I was out mm-hmm. shopping I used to be so organized that by October 31st, all of Christmas was shopped for, organized, and ramped. Mm-hmm. Now I just got started and I don't I don't know what happened to me. I mean, the decorations have been up a while, but the shopping. Yeah. Now you do everything exclusively online, right, Ace? Yeah. Th- there was one piece that I actually had to go to the mall to pick up, but I ordered it online and had the, I saved the shipping by having them send it to the store. So I went in and grabbed it. But I, I'm technically done shopping, but I'm also going to procrastinate wow. the wrapping until, you know, like the 23rd and then be like, you know, because my <laughs> wrapping skills, it's as bad as if it's fast or if it's done with plenty of time. It's I'm a terrible rapper. It's as bad as my left handed signature. Like, it's just it's terrible. And people are like, well, I don't I don't know which part of this is the present. I'm like, just open it. It's way better inside than the way I presented it. So. I'm just but saying. you give the cutest gift bags and you're the best gift giver. I mean, you remember everything anybody said about anything from the beginning of time. I just admire it. I know that you have two teenagers at home. Yes. And they are the group that is the hardest notoriously to buy Christmas gifts for. Yeah. And so CNN had a list of 60 gifts. And boy, I, I will say Bath and Body Works had its one day candle sale. Yeah. Whoa. The line was out the door. It's worth waiting. Their candles are wonderful. Teens like candles, but on this list, and I'm sure you know this, anything that has to do with gaming, anything that is soft, like soft sweaters, little plushy animals, little soft anything they're into, according to this list. And one thing that was really neat, and it's not that expensive, is... For their headphones, they could have their name on their headphones engraved. Not a little name, hokey looking, but really neat looking Yeah, as a personalized gift. What do you think? Well, and I, I could go for that because we actually just had this conversation last night with my son because his grandma messaged him and was like, hey, what do you want for Christmas? And he couldn't think of a single thing. And I'm like, really? I was like, you can't like pop off like games or consoles or, you know, uh, 
gaming chair, like something, you know, like think grandma, like grandma wants to spoil you, right? You don't have to think like, you know, $5 stocking stuffers here. And he couldn't come up with anything. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. I said, well, at least message her back and go give me a couple of days to get my list in my head. And, you know, and, and he's getting like a bunch of stuff for his room because he's at that age now where he wants to do away with kitty bed and, you know, collapsible dressers and stuff. He wants nice room stuff to carry him into high school. So that's kind of where he's going. And I can say this because I know he's not going to be listening. So, you know, he's he's too busy watching YouTube to listen to this show. <laughs> exactly. Well, really good news. Oh, and if you're looking for a great gift, by the way, no matter who you are, well, you got to like coffee. Or the mm. smell of it, at least. Mm -hmm. Go to mybrotherscup.com. Click on the Roxanne blend of coffee. It's a fabulous gift because the person that receives it knows it's supporting the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. Yeah. They take this coffee. People let them enter. Oh, you're a coffee business salesperson. Come on in. And then they proclaim the gospel of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It funds the efforts. It smells and tastes fantastic. And it's a really personal, wonderful gift that has to do with Jesus. Yep. Easy to find, too. Go to RoxanneAndAce.com as you get your Christmas shopping done and do it inside. There's a cool little mug that goes with it, and it's all for the good news of uh, Jesus. And at this time of year, it smells like Christmas. So it's a win, 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 win. So grab it. That's the candle line we need. We need the Roxanne blend of candles and then just light the candle when we run out of coffee. Just saying. It's a whole other marketing thing. But... It's a really good yeah, that's a really good idea. Putting that out well, there. Well, I, I was kind of stunned by the new research that just came out, but it's really good news. It was done in a partnership with Christianity Today, and the headline is the following. Pandemic restrictions had no lasting effect on churches. It stunned even the researchers, but they collected a great deal of data mm. and praise the Lord, we've snapped back. Yeah. Well, and I would say, I know for us, especially in our house, like, you know, to be told you couldn't go to church only made it you made you want to go. So, you know, it's the it's now that you're back into the swing of things. And a lot of times ministries that had to be put on hold because of the number of people in one room at one time or whatever. Now all those restrictions are lifted and people are better about washing their hands and all of that stuff, staying home when they are sick. So hopefully we are, I know we've seen it. Like we just had, you know, Christmas lessons and carol service and it was packed. And I love when, you know, people just congregate for all the right reasons. Like don't miss out on whatever special services or thing that was before the pandemic. They're like, oh, that's back. Great. You know, like go attend it, be a part of it. Tell your friends. I love it. It's, it's such good news among the big changes. And this is funny to me. They were like, what are some of the lasting effects? And a lot of the pastors said the Germex bottles, you know, the great big ones mm -hmm, mm -hmm. are all still over a lot of churches. And they say they've gotten better at cleaning, which reminds me of you because you're still busy wiping everything down so people at the office don't get their crud yes. on Ace McKay. Or I don't get their crud on Ace McKay. Because <laughs> nobody wants that. Crud in general is a bad thing. <laughs> Crud is a bad thing. Crud is just a weird word, isn't it? But it kind of describes it. I think I'm going to get that as my next tattoo. Crud is a bad thing. Just right there. Get some rock and roll letters. <laughs> put a cross. I don't know. Thing. Oh, what is a good thing is communication. 
especially between married couples. And there are golden rules. And I think some of these are just absolutely brilliant to pass along to help us better communicate with our spouses. Be honest about your desires. Yeah. That sounded a little nasty, but it's not meant to be that way. That's in general. Okay. But be honest about what you want and what you'd like to see. And hopefully your partner is receptive. I think a lot of transparency with kindness Mm -hmm. is a wonderful idea. If there's something that you want, people aren't mind readers. Right. And you need to be able to say it. Well, and you and I also speak from experience of marriages that ended, you know, because of bad communication or, you know, hidden agendas or whatever. But again, and we've talked about this, this season on this show many times is create that sanctuary so that you can talk about those things so that when you do fight, say, Hey, how can we avoid this next time? Or what, what was your expectation and headspace when you walked in the room? Like what was already formulated in your mind? And if you don't talk those things out, you're only going to repeat those bad habits. Here's a question not to ask. Are you okay? Because the answer is, yeah. Mm. You know, ask a question that prompts a real answer, not a yes or no. An open-ended question helps. Embrace your differences. I think that's a given. Don't expect to be a mind reader. Be the spouse that you desire. Mm. What do you want in somebody? Excitement, planning to do new things, kindness, generosity, a laugh. Are you that person? That was a big piece of advice before I found my wonderful second husband Yeah, was, are you ready personally? Are you the person you want to be in order to be married, to be a great partner? And I thought, you know, I got some stuff I need to work on, you know, before I can be that person. And a great question to ask, I do this with Tony all the time, is I ask, you know, how's your heart today? Like if I can tell she's weary on something, whether it's us or work related or, you know, any kind of kid related, like, and she'll tell me. And and sometimes it's the sigh that says everything. She's like, ah, I was afraid you would ask me uh-huh. that question, you know, but she does. She'll She'll uh-huh. tell me just flat out. And then, of course, the next question is, what can I do to help? And in some cases, nothing. But in the cases that I can, then I want to. I want to be able to lighten her load and, you know, if nothing else, process things with her. Because, again, she thinks about things differently than I do. So and she'll tell you this. She's like, I know sometimes I overthink things, but I I just need to process it. And so verbally processing it with me, I can go, but let's just wait and see what God does. And then she's like, I don't want to wait and see what God does, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I want to just fix it right now. I was like, well, I get that. But sometimes that's what we're supposed to do is wait for his action. That's really good. You know, one great communicator, great husband, great friend, great dad is to Newell. Hmm. Birmingham Mortgage Group, both you and I are grateful for his help getting us in our homes. The biggest purchase you'll ever make, an important purchase, a purchase that every month when you're paying on that mortgage, matters. It impacts your life significantly. Mm. So you want this guy, an absolute expert who is going to get you a rate and not just paste you with a rate that's for everybody, but he's a brokerage at Birmingham Mortgage Group. They they, they shop around. They get yep. you the right rate. I love uh, that. 
And the thing I love is as you enter into the new year, maybe this is the year to refi for financial stakes, or maybe you're you know getting a new job and you're moving. Alabama and Florida is now how he can best serve you. So find out and let him shop that rate for you wherever your new address is going to be and find out that dream home when you check him out and call today, 205-259-1656 or go to behammortgage.com. It's Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. Always love when we get a chance to not only introduce you to things you should be reading, but with Roxanne's list of books that gets added every year, it's one more. And this one actually helping you in your spiritual journey. Well, and fear is something we all want to conquer, right? We don't Mm -hmm. want to walk around with that horrible fear, whatever it is that you're facing. And it, it is really interesting how God just moves in people's lives. A chiropractic physician has written a book with a fictional character, but based on real life things that can help us Christians mature in our walk. It is called Define Fear, Finding the Courage to Embrace Your True Value. I love the name of the book, and it's written by Dr. Nancy Meyer, and she's taken a moment to join us, and we're so thrilled to have you. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. So, Dr. Meyer, tell us about Lila. So Lila is my main character in the book. And so my book is about uh, uh, much of multiple true women's stories. It's fictional, but all based on true women's stories. Mm -hmm. And it's to inspire people to defy fear in their own lives by embracing their true value through spiritual, emotional, and physical practices. But like Jesus told parables, that's how I did with this, is telling stories. I'm not Jesus, by the way, but uh, <laughs> telling, telling stories. Like Jesus, like Jesus. Yeah. Like yeah. Christian, like yeah. trying, ever striving. But anyway, um, I in, in stories I tell, and I try to relate. So you go along with her in her journey and what she goes through. And um, it's not preaching. It's go along. You feel the same feeling she feels and you find yourself in that too, as a lot of people say. Uh, mm-hmm. The biggest thing, complaint I have is that they can't put the book down. So then they get, you know, don't get done what they need to. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, which is an awesome, uh, you know, compliment. But yeah, so it's telling the stories and like going through the journey. And then I also have like references to, you know, real life with it and then Bible verses and quotes. How were you inspired to do this? How did it all come um, about? So I actually was uh, in 2004, uh, God told me that you're going to write a book and speak and write, um, wear leather pants. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I got the leather pants. That was good. But, you know, that was easy. It was at a women's conference and everybody was wearing leather pants. Like that. <laughs> but what was hard, you know, I was mad at myself because I did not write this book because God told me to. But I didn't realize at the time the story hadn't been revealed to me yet. And also you mm-hmm. have the healing you have to go through. People think, oh, right. But you have that healing in that process. And two, through the half Ironmans I did, he wanted that to be part of my story of that book. She, you know, Not a swimmer can do half Ironmans. And so that's the whole you know, part of it, that God can do so much more through you than you ever imagined could happen. Well, and I know for a lot of people, as they read this, like they're going to either see parts of themselves or someone they know in Lila as the author, like how much of her and you are one in the same. Yeah, there's I mean, there's parts of my story in there. And yeah. so uh, I'm not going not to lie. It's part of me in there, too. Um, but it's it's things I felt, even if it was other people's stories, too, but through their story with it. Yeah. Um, and. It, it is, it was, it was hard to write. It was very emotional. 
um, to, to go through that. But when you have a calling and you feel like, you know, called to do it, then God gives you the strength and also puts people in your life to do it, which is amazing. You're like, no. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. Whoa. You know, you had the hand. <laughs> I mean, like when you're thinking of a Bible verse and then you see this Bible verse multiple times that day in different things, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Right. We don't want to give away too much of what happens to Lila, but could you give us an example? You mentioned God putting someone in her life that helped her. Could you share a little bit about that? Well, I think you know, a lot of times we'll go, I think big thing is I always need to go straight to God. We forget to do that. You know, it's like, okay, let me talk to everybody in the world before we talk to God first. But at the same time, I think God puts Christian godly people in your life and they don't always, you know, Proverbs, right? Speak the truth in love. They don't always say what you want to hear, but they say what you need to hear, but it should be in a loving way that has, you know, your best interest in mind if they're true. And also when you're around the people, they should feed you, meaning you don't feel drained. If you're around someone that always makes you feel drained, then you should, you need to rethink your friends because you should be lifted up, like hanging out with you guys, with each other. You feed off each other, right? And mm-hmm. so you lift each other mm-hmm. up and make each other better. And that's the way it should be with your friends. And so I had different people that came into my life and, and said stuff and did things. And and God always comes full circle with it, always. So you're heading, you, you don't see it usually. I believe you don't usually see it. But if you look back and think of your life, even something traumatic that happened, if you look back and you say, Oh, wait, he had that happen so that I could be protected during that time. Yeah. So as people are, you know, reading this and hearing Lila's story, and then they see like, it's, it's almost like a veil lifted, like, wow, what's happening to her has happened to me or is happening to someone that I know. What is that next point of action? Because again, the only way to overcome fear is to take action. What, what is that next point of action? Well, fear is what replacing it with faith. See, I think like it says, finding the courage, people forget that courage isn't the absence of fear. It's despite the fear. So you're like, all right, I know taking the action steps. Sometimes we can't think you think, oh, I want to do this. But then emotionally, you're like, but I love them or I love whatever. But you have to think, okay, is that right? Should I feel being treated this way or treated that way? Or is that the, that doesn't make sense. You know, if you think about it logically versus just with your heart, I mean, you want to do both. But you have to take that step. And, and when you're seeing it, you talk to someone else and say, hey, does this sound right? But the biggest thing that you have to do to get out of a situation to better yourself is to learn to love yourself and find your true value. And that's through Christ, through our unshakable self-worth, through Christ. And once you do that, then you won't be in those unhealthy relationships because you realize that that's not how God wants to be treated. Um, I know for me personally, I didn't think I was worthy to be out of any situation. And then I had to learn to value myself the way God values me, that I am worthy to be happy, to be loved, to be cherished. And then I was able to move from there. How did you do that? Were you able to dig into God's word where we find out we're adopted into his family and we're part of royalty? We're his actual daughters. Yes. Yes. So how I did it was, I mean, really one step at a time. And I'd spent a lot of time on my knees. I mean, where I was just like, I don't know what to do. I I can't do this. I help me in just getting down on my knees and praying. And God will give you the strength to get through it. And the big thing is, is hang in there. It may not be, you know, like, oh, I can hang in there. Right. 
but it may be sometimes you got to take it a second at a time and you feel like, oh no, I, I just can't take this anymore. But God will have somebody or something that comes up that helps um, get you through whatever you're going through. Well, and I would also say too, and you, I'm, ask, I'm asking rhetorically, but again, I think if we can identify the boundaries that we've set are not set by the people that are in our lives, you know, that we're even when our intentions are, well, I'm, I'm in their life to build them up. Okay. But if they're draining you, it's counterintuitive. So that next step is to assess the relationships and are they speaking and feeding into you? Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, Jesus, like he had the disciples around him mm-hmm. and they would help support him and he supported them, you know, of course, and they supported yeah. each other. And we forget that you have to have a good posse around you. I mean, that's, I'm finding out more and more because especially if you're doing God's will, Satan is wants to come in there and stop mm-hmm. you. He wants yeah. to stop you in every way that you're doing. I mean, I'm sure you guys see that with your podcast, even spreading the light. You have different things that happen, but you have to have good people around you to help support you, to encourage you. And I always say, True friends are ones that not just there for you when something's bad, but are there for you when things are going well, because mm-hmm. they support you in that. Because that's that's hard to find. Yeah, a lot of people will be there. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sorry, so and so happened, but oh that's good. Okay, I'm I'm here for you too. Because yeah. instead of that jealousy thing, it must be wonderful because you've come through a lot and now you have this beautiful book. How is it being received? And are you super excited about how God's using the book? Yes. Yes. I sometimes, I mean, I'll be honest. Sometimes I just get in tears because I just can't believe that, you know, why is God using me? And then I'm like, Mm. remember you're valued, you're loved and you're cherished, you're a child of God. But I still, it it just surprises me. I mean, even makes me tear up now just thinking that I'm, he's using me to do this. I don't know why, but I I know if he'll use me, he'll use anybody, you know, Mm. you just don't know. And, and hang in there to see what your next chapter is, what you're supposed to do. Amen. Well, it is something that I think people need to add to their Christmas wish list for sure. And if you need to find out more, it's available wherever you buy books, but defying fear, Dr. Nancy Meyer has been our guest today. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, we look forward to having you back. I don't know if you've seen some of these distressing videos. I haven't. It it's it's so sickening. You it looks like a movie. It doesn't look real. Yeah. And what I'm talking about is Philadelphia's trank drug epidemic. Why is it trank? Because it is literally people are taking trank, a powerful horse and cattle sedative. And why they do this is it enhances the effects of heroin, cocaine, or fentanyl. We all know now that a little bit of fentanyl, too much, given in anything, people overdose immediately. It's killed a lot of people here in central Alabama, and it's a problem all over the country. But there's a specific neighborhood in Philadelphia, the Northeast neighborhood, it's called Kensington. Some of the Republican presidential candidates have been visiting and sending out videos It's literally like the show, The Walking Dead. People are hunched over with that foaming. They're defecating on the ground. They're falling out on this drug. It's just, uh, it's, it's horrible. Uh, Well, it's beyond. You're out in the streets every week ministering to people (laughs) who are strung out. I don't know that it's to this nth degree, 
but still even someone that you're, you know, nose to nose with that's already high or intoxicated or whatever, it's it's a frightening sight because it's not like your casual party high, right? It's oh, I mean it is mm -mm. it's maxed They're out. They're gone. They're beyond and, you know, I've ministered to many people on heroin and they're just very out of it and they're sick, but they most of the time can converse with you. Yeah. If it's somebody who's on crack, they're kind of revved up and overly excited. Like we had a guy there just begging. He said, yesterday, I'm so strong on crack. I want crack to leave me. I can't be doing this anymore. You know, that's still the cheapest thing to do. So that's what a lot of people do. But this trank, and I've had many people say, is it in central Alabama? I haven't seen it. Yeah. Praise God. Right. But you wonder if it's a matter of time. I mean, it's just horrendous. And yes, Philadelphia is trying to get very active in helping people through education. But I guess once you get on this, you're kind of gone. I mean, it. it's... Ah! I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time yeah. and it's just time because this is, this is satanic to me. It's how Satan can just take people out. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, you know, things that are laced with other things is never a good combination. And that's the problem with addictions is once you get to a point where the regular dosage doesn't do its thing that got you hooked to begin with, you go to the extreme, you go to the max, you either create your own concoction or you trust someone, oh man, if you need something, you know, do this and, or, or they do it just as a, Hey, that's what all the cool kids are doing. Or they see it on TikTok and they're like, Oh, I wonder what that feels like. And then they just try it. And then sometimes one dose is too much. I mean, we've seen that with, you know, celebrities who've had, who've lost their kids, like 21 and 35 year old sons and daughters to trying something once. And it was laced with something or mixed with something. And I mean, just, you, you got to steer clear of that stuff and then pray for people that come in contact with it, that they have the resistance to be able to say no. It is even more emphatic. I just remember just say no to drugs, just pumped into my head all through my life. So much. So I was too afraid to ever try to do anything like that. Right. But I will tell you, you're right. Now kids are trying it once and some are dying. And that sounds like an exaggeration, but it isn't because. And I think some some people out there are enjoying that. I, I think yeah. they're that bad that they they lace things and they're hoping it'll have that effect. I mean, three women in the same apartment complex here were all overdosed and from the same dealer yeah. in a weekend and they died. Yeah. You know, sometimes you overdose, you come back. But they well, died. And, and it's and, it's just serious. And I, I know it's kind of serious on this show sometimes, but we've just got to think about the devil's tactics and the sadness of someone who needs to numb out, mm. whose hurt is so intense that they don't want to feel anymore, that they just want to feel euphoric because they can't do it in a natural way. And it, it's it saddens me. It it saddens me. They're like, why are you so happy? I'm like, I've got every reason in the world to be happy. Right. Uh, God sent his son, Jesus, to die for me. I'm a different person than I ever was. You know, I still have issues. Being a Christian doesn't mean your life's going to be perfect. <laughs> but I have heaven. Yeah. 
Yeah. I have heaven to look forward to. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, when you and I were on our testimonial side of life and, you know, (laughs) pre-Jesus kind of stuff, I mean, we were in places that we shouldn't have been doing things we shouldn't. I never once thought that death of anything, whether it was something in my drink or something that a friend gave me that I would have ever thought that that was even an option. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but now when, now when it be, becomes more and more heightened of the reality of what's happening, we have to be educating ourselves on these things so we can teach our kids about them before they go out and get into a setting that could be detrimental. And again, experimentation never leads to anything unless you're trying to find a cure for cancer, you know, the, the, in, a, in a lab somewhere. The experimentation is not something to do when it comes to these things. So you have to just say no. Just be very wise and be very aware that the pathway, once you start on something, coming back and getting off of it yeah. can be very difficult. It's made mm-hmm. deliberately to do that. All right. I just got back on happier topics from London and Paris, and it's just given me the real itch to want to travel. But there are some really, and the word they use is grubby, Mm. grubby places to go see that are not highly recommended. I was kind of shocked by some of them. If we look over some of the top rated ones, a place I've never been, be that bad. Bush Gardens in Florida. It's terror has terrible ratings. Sorry really? if you're offended. But there it is. They say it's really kind of dirty, kind of grubby, hmm. kind of icky. I'm like, what? I remember when I lived in Florida, like people talked about it all. Yeah, we, you know, when, when you couldn't afford to go to Disney, Bush Gardens was kind of the alternate, you know, like for us, you know, growing up in Alabama, you went to Six Flags, you know, but I guess. And don't get me point. started on Six Flags. I had a bad visit there. Once. Really? I hope it's gotten better. I hope it has. The tree with a massive, massive amount of gum, used gum stuck to it, hundreds of pieces. That was not good. No. Maybe the gum tree has gone bye-bye. What do you think? I would hope so. I've got to say, though, I'm surprised the Taj Mahal is on here. Like, I've never been, but, you know, you hear, you know, from classes and websites that, you know, these big landmark places are, are worth the trip. Well, and it looks spectacular, but one of the big problems everybody has with it is it's 136 miles from the closest airport. So if you want to go there, hmm. you have to be highly motivated, but yeah. it's so low ranked by people who were unimpressed. The Grand Bazaar in Turkey is the world's oldest shopping mall, and it looks incredible. But here's the thing. People just aren't going to any mall like they used to. Yeah. And the big problem with that is tourist safety. You know, apparently that area of Turkey's not a place where you want to go and be yelling, hey, I'm a tourist. I'm a tourist, especially if you're shopping. So that's kind of shocking, isn't it? Have you ever been on like a vacation or you and Wayne went somewhere that you were like all gunning for and then you get there and it's not what you expected? Oh, let me think. Or even so much to the point that you left. Like, it's one thing, like, to go to a restaurant and be like, yeah, this is, let's get out of here. But, like, when you that, planned a whole that vacation. That day with the gum somewhere. on the tree and no warm food and mm. a pretzel that you could use like a hockey puck, yeah. that was a bad day. But I'm sure it's gotten better since then. And I'm yeah. talking about that certain amusement park. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm not surprised. Yikes. I'm not surprised that the Hollywood Walk of Fame made the list because <laughs> a couple of times I've been to L.A., 
it's a little creepy. Like there's something about as 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 iconic and you know going to Grauman's Chinese Theater and all that stuff. Like there's an element to it that you're like, wow. But in the midst of you, like, man, on the big screen, it looks a lot cooler than it does right now. Well, and that's what happens. People get there, and I've been there too, and they're like, oh, this is not so exciting. Yeah. And the thing about LA is the poverty and yeah. you go from one street to the richest people in the world and like two streets over Sunset Boulevard, yeah. which it's, and they're butted up against each other. Yeah. Well, it's so and- LA is sort of crazy and it has Scientology everywhere. So I was just praying a lot. Oh, Praying a lot because yeah. we need to do a whole Scientology special sometime because yeah. I've watched every documentary. There is expert, it. yeah. Well, and, and I'm frightened by it. Sure. Well, and that's, that's <laughs> what the show is for is to heighten our education. I will say though, speaking of Hollywood Walk of Fame, did you see Macaulay Culkin got his star and yeah. the whole the him with his family and then Catherine O'Hara from. Home Alone. I mean, that whole trend, if you've seen the videos, you know what I'm talking about, but easy to find if you haven't just, I think he's the one I know for me, I always rooted for him. Like, you know, he was a child star, then kind of got lost in that cute little whatever, and then didn't really do much. And then he's done some stuff as an adult and he's even had some fun with it. Like the commercial where he's, you know, a grown version of Kevin Home Alone and all that and how technology played into it. But I will say, like when you see, it's even like the Robert Downey Jr. story. Like when you see celebrities that have been down that you once loved and watched, you you want to see them back on top again, right? And just the relationship that he has with his wife and kids and just where his headspace is. I mean, it it was fantastic to watch. Like I felt like a member of his family, like, yeah, get it. You know, it, just, <laughs> it was just the well, cutest thing. Well, isn't it neat when... Other celebrities are so excited for another celebrity. And, and mm. I appreciate you send me the best TikToks. And that reminds me of a TikTok you sent me with Cher in a blonde wig, by the way, one that I own. I just mm. know it. Right. She looked gorgeous. We love Cher, right? And there yeah. she is on the couch. She's with Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts. And Tom Hanks is going down this path with her on what a wonderful actress she is. And she was incredible in Mamma Mia. And then they go into Moonstruck. And then Julia Roberts is raving. And, and they ask Cher, do you watch your movies? No, I'm not a fan of Cher. But it was hilarious. Yeah. And it was so sweet. I don't know why it got me all choked up. I mean, I don't go back and listen and watch our show. But I was like, yeah, <laughs> okay, you should check it out. It's you. It's good. So I can understand that part because I would pick it apart, which I'm sure is what she would do. Yeah. But. I mean, at this point, you know, Cher has a fan base. And I think I heard this week that she topped the Billboard charts now for, what, five decades? She's wow. she's topped the charts in five different decades. So, and I'd like to point out all the people who love Mar- Mariah Carey at Christmas time. Brenda Lee trumped her with Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree this year. So it's at the top of the charts as well. So I love her version of Rockin' Around oh, the Christmas Tree. It's so, so good. cute. It's so cute. And one more thing before we leave, if we have two seconds yeah, left. absolutely. We have been slicing pizza wrong. And 
1 million viewers on TikTok have figured it out. The little plastic thing is not for your dollies in a dolly house that comes with the pizza box. Yeah. It's to prevent, we know this, the cardboard from going into the top of the pizza. Right. But the proper way to get your piece out perfectly is to put, is to anchor the little thing in the piece. Yeah. And then you can remove it perfectly ta-da and i've got to try it to see if it really works but people swear by it and you learn something new every day see i thought you were going to say that you cut it in the middle take out the section and then push it push it together and people don't know that you actually <laughs> took a slice <laughs> that's, that's my way that's how i cut a pizza <laughs> have a great rest of your weekend and uh, we look forward to the fact that next week is our final episode of season one of unlimited so thank you for your support <laughs> again thanks to my brother's cup and birmingham mortgage group for making it possible have a great weekend roxanne i love you love you bunches you've been listening to roxanne and ace unlimited to make sure you don't miss future shows you can subscribe anywhere you like to podcast and catch up on anything you've missed Find out more at RoxanneAndAce.com. Roxanne and Ace Unlimited is a production of Spacebird Media.